Well, I'm really glad you're alive. Yeah, oh my God, me too. Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, well, Josh is referring. I was woken up at the crack of dawn this morning, 7.45 a.m. <laughs> sure. It is a Sunday. By a terrible beeping. And it was the carbon monoxide detector. What well, was the fire alarm, which is also a carbon monoxide detector That's going terrifying. off. Uh, and so, um, yes, go off detector. Go off detector. And, uh, it really was kind of a test of how, uh, my boyfriend David and I would react in an emergency, which is not well, <laughs> like not well. Uh, and it, it turns out it was a false alarm. It turns out it was a glitch, but, um, but I'll say we reacted so poorly that not only would have we died, but the entire building would have gone down. Oh, good. Yes, 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 good, yes. Good, good. Yeah. Um, but did you ever read that uh, there was a blog that was like really popular for a little bit that was what would I grab in a fire? I did not read this blog, but I have had this conversation with my parents before. Well, it's like um, people would take a picture. So they'd be like, Here are the, here's a picture of the seven things I would grab. Yeah. And as somebody who for, for 10 seconds this morning thought there was a fire... I, I grabbed my cell phone. Like I grabbed nothing. Sure. Uh, so I really would have let, let myself down. Yeah. Well, but I guess times have changed to some extent. Times have changed. Mm -hmm. But like a cell phone allows you to then do literally if you, if if the only thing you grabbed was a cell phone and the clothes on your body, yeah. like you could figure it well, out. Well, you know, I'm Instagramming that, you know, the whole time oh my God. I'm going to go so viral. Yeah, right. Um, But Josh, hypothetically, I'm curious, what would you grab? We'll say in, a, in an emergency, like what would you grab? Yeah. Uh, from a sentimental purpose. Yeah, sure. Not uh, you're not you're not trying to like grab and then hit in the road and, and we're heading out west. We're right. So one of the things here from a non-sentimental thing is I keep being like, I should have a bug out bag. Yeah. I, I keep thinking that too. Right? It feels yeah. if we feel real close to the end times, right? Yeah, it, it seems like at the very least we should have like a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And some duct tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I would grab I like my phone or my computer because like that's memories of mm -hmm. pictures and things like that in there. And I wouldn't want that to go. And then, you know, it's a little bit unwieldy, but I would grab my 2004 world series champion, uh, Manny Ramirez signed, uh, framed photo <laughs> that hangs over my bed. This is not a joke. It's over my bed in my apartment. And I would take it and I would kiss it slightly and be like, that's just Manny being Manny. But I would, <laughs> We're going to make it, We're going to make it, but I grab it. Yeah, and I'd, I'd walk out with this incredibly unwieldy thing that, that makes me happy. I mean, that's a pretty good one. That's hard to replace. Yeah, it is hard to replace. That's for a hard sure. one. I'm worried that I, I mean, judging by how I reacted in a potential emergency this morning, which was um, kind of try, tried to grab my cat and then she was a real jerk. Uh -huh. And so I was like, leave the cat. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> She's going down. Um, and, and so I don't think I would actually be able to grab anything. Or if I did, I would just end up grabbing like nonsense stuff. Sure. You know, like I'd walk out and just like carrying a crate and barrel plate. <laughs> <laughs> I think My own pillow. <laughs> what I'm a little bit worried about is that it took me a minute to come up with something. And now I'm worried that. What am I filling my life with if I wouldn't take it with me? You know what I mean? Like, do I not have sentimental? Like, it, I don't, I just don't, I don't know immediately. So like. Well, I mean, let's get really earnest here. I think like in the old days, like 
if your photos went down, your photos went down. Right. Versus now I have like three backups, one in the cloud, one in like a physical. Yeah. I would grab my hard drive. I would grab my external hard drive. Your external hard drive. Yeah, that's a good one. But it feels like now like so many things that would be sentimental are online. Yeah. Or like so many things that you would need for identification. Like you could figure it out online. Yeah, like your cat. She Look, the thing is everyone knows I have the meanest cat in the whole world. If anyone's going to survive and and rise like a phoenix from the fire, somehow stronger and fiercer, it's Tallulah. Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk with you about the sincere and earnest topics of the day. Ooh. Tip of the old hat. Tip of the old fedora. (laughs) Paula, what's our topic this week? Okay, this is a really good one. Chomp those chompers, because our topic is... Teeth. 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 Paula's smiling at me, showing me her teeth. As I'm not, she it's said. not only smiling, it's more like an like an ape, like bearing them at you. Oh, oh I see. Ah. It's a you're you're showing dominance yeah. over me. <laughs> Paula, you told me that you're going to the dentist tomorrow. How are you feeling about it? Um, I feel fine. I will say, uh, to me, the dentist, it's one of those places that, I, I mean, I don't know the answer. They could tell me anything. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, rip them out. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I go to what what looks on the outside to be like a very normal dental office. Sure. But I think it's actually chaos inside. Pray tell. There's, there's always different dentists around. Like always different dentists around. They always greet me like they are, have been my dentist the entire time, but they haven't been. I've never seen them before. Conflicting, conflicting behaviors, you know? Sure. One will be like, you have to get your wisdom teeth out. She's like, you have to get those wisdom teeth removed immediately. Like this is like right now. And then I had to go in for the consultation and the other dentist was like, absolutely. You're not getting those out. So it just feels like, pure chaotic energy whenever i walk in but they're pretending like they've been there the whole time yes, is they're what gaslighting you're saying me. yeah yes. wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it sounds like you need a new dentist <laughs> <laughs> well no i i um i i do like my dental office sure because when i i first moved to chicago um i um famously was a journalist and then my company shut down as (laughs) journalist companies do. And, um, I was like 23 years old and I had like a week left of my dental insurance. My mom was like, you have to go. So I just found a place online and I went and it was buck wild. Okay. It was in a neighborhood that I, I, it's like the room of requirement. I don't think this neighborhood actually exists. Okay. Like I've never seen it since. I didn't know what it was then. And I walk in and it is it's chaos. It looks like how I imagined like the lowest class of the Titanic looked. Like there are just like huddled masses okay. all over. There is an insane music video in like Serbian playing on repeat. <laughs> okay. And the, the the receptionist is behind bulletproof glass. So I was like, here we go. And I walked in the back and I sit down. And, um, like the, the dental hygienist came out and him and I were chatting and I was like, how long have you been here? And he's been like, you know, three, three and a half years. And I was like, okay. So when he starts looking at my teeth and then he flags down another dental hygienist and asks how the machine works. What? And then the dentist who is 
too handsome to be a dentist, <laughs> comes out and he introduces himself to the dental hygienist. Have you ever heard such it's like, chaos? It's like, yeah, they set it up that day. Yeah, <laughs> like what are you talking about? And then the the dentist um, told me I had 16 cavities, which I've never had a cavity until very, uh, I have one that I've, I recently got fixed. So 16. 16 is a very specific 16 number. is like um, all of your teeth. He was like, you have all of your teeth have cavities. I have a, I have a question here. Sure. Did everyone look like they were school children on each other's shoulders in a trench coat yeah, or in a lab coat? And they were just like, you have 16 cavities, <laughs> ma'am. Wow. He said I had 16 cavities. And then um, he asked if he could add me on Facebook. And then um, while they were like cleaning me but up. It sounds, I, like, sounds like he was hot, though. He was, he was a hot dentist. And then he went around the little curtain and I could hear him talking to the other patient. And he told her she also had 16 cavities. <laughs> so then I was like, I, I walked out and I was like, well, that was obviously a scam. And the dental office proceeded to call me three times a day for the next three weeks to come in to get these like 16 cavities filled. That's absolutely insane. It was, it was, it, if it didn't happen to me, I would not believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like it was pure chaos. You fell into an improv scene. I fell into like <laughs> a, a terrible curse happened to my family where improv scenes become life. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened. Yeah. Well, I think that the fear of dentists really does come from, there's not a lot of other professions that one of the main things is they're just going to drill into you. Yeah. I mean, not the good ones. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also like the dentist is, is one of those things that's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If I, I don't know what's going on with my teeth. They're the expert. Sure. And you feel very helpless. Yeah, It's for like sure. when you get a car fixed. Whatever they say, you're like, I guess. Sure. Yeah. That and sounds right. Yeah. It's also a thing that I don't think you can fix yourself right so like in your car scenario you could theoretically watch enough youtube videos and learn how to fix a car yeah until you like think you do and your car explodes on i-90 right but also with your teeth the rig that you'd have to work up to do your own dentistry is like the series of mirrors and (sighs) angles that you have to figure out to be able to do that and the training you have to do to be like all right this is my left hand and i need to oh or like um or like you can't train yourself to give yourself braces nope you know nope Apologies. just like just like wind up tinfoil and glue them on and be like i think it's gonna work oh god (laughs) have you ever chewed tinfoil no you also only have one cavity so thank you joshua did you have orthodontia i did i did i had braces braces were for so cool two and a half years did you get the colored ones yeah i got the oh colored. god those were so cool you probably yeah. got what patriot colors <laughs> i got colors based on which sports team was yeah. in season yeah, and i was rooting for because i'm from the city of champions called there were, that immediately. there were a lot of uh championships that happened while i was in braces yeah it was because of you <laughs> yeah yeah and if i didn't change the colors the red sox never would have won the 2004 world series uh, 
did I have braces in 2004? I did have braces in 2004. Yeah. You were the reason. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm the fever pitch. You are the fever pitch. Um, That was a good movie. It was fine. I had a poster of that in my locker. Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Oh, man. What a dream team. Quick aside. I think we've talked about this movie before, but they, their first date, isn't she like she has stomach flu? Like he comes over to her house on a first date, which is bold. Bold. Yeah. Very bold. I think, wasn't he like going to take her out and then she's like, I can't go. And then he shows up with like soup and stuff and it's very romantic. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, I think what happens if I'm remembering correctly is he shows up. She's like, I'm so sorry. I need to, you know, goes and barfs. And then he helps her, hangs out with her dog, cleans up her whole bathroom for her and sleeps on the couch. Yeah. Which is like, on the one hand, kind of sweet, but also like. I don't need you in my life. If I'm sick, just go home. We'll do this another time. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. Also, pre-Uber dates are bonkers. You I... go to someone's home? Pre-Uber? Yeah, because you don't like like picking someone up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. There's no one on earth I would clean a bathroom for. <laughs> That's just where the line's going to be drawn. There's nobody on this planet that I would clean a bathroom for certainly not a first date. Sure. Yeah. I would, I would do like that cartoon thing where you walk in and you just kind of loop around and walk out yep. and you're like, bye. See versus I probably am the kind of person where I'd be like, yeah, I'd never do that. But like, I'd be like, Oh no, let me like clean your entire apartment. Like, Oh, uh, Hey, you woke up and, and like, uh, I've made eggs because they're easy on the stomach. And I know, like, this was not what we planned for the evening, but, like, I'm going to head out. I'm going to head out, but, like, I've reorganized your entire sock drawer. <laughs> Are you mad? Are you mad? <laughs> I noticed you had some things missing from your Blu-ray collection, so I took the liberty yeah. of going on your Amazon account and ordering. You know, I just thought through the top ten things you might want to make for this week with your groceries, and you didn't seem to have them, and so I restocked your whole pantry. <laughs> But I'm I'm on my way out. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, my, on way, my way out. Yeah. I'm on my way out. I'm on my yeah, way I, out. Yeah, yeah, I'm leaving. Do you want me to leave? Do you want? I also took the liberty of moving all my possessions in. Yeah, right. just in case you wanted me to move in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had braces. Oh yeah. yeah, I wanted them so bad. You never had braces. No, never did. Perfect teeth. <laughs> blessing and a curse. <laughs> It's more of a blessing. <laughs> I don't think it's a curse. It's like, cause it is true that in those like four years of maybe like fifth grade through eighth grade, mm-hmm. braces are cool. And you're like, oh, it's a cool like fashion statement to yeah. have braces. I wanted very braces cool, too. Very expensive. But incredibly statement. expensive yeah. and incredibly painful. Yeah. It sucks to wear braces. Does it hurt? Yeah. They're literally pulling your teeth. That's what they're doing. They're pulling your teeth into a shape. I mean, that makes sense, but I guess I never thought of it that way. I guess I kind of thought they were just like sitting there. You were thinking, so you're thinking of them as grills. Yeah, <laughs> you thought they were like cool grills for. I wanted pre-teens. the braces that covered your full teeth. Yeah, that that teens wore to accessorize with their with their bracelets. No, I'm going to ask probably a really dumb question. No dumb questions. Thank you. This might be. Do you are grills? put in your teeth forever or is that you can take them off no i think you can take them off they're like over dentures and then also do you eat with them in no you take them out that was a that's a i do know that from watching pimp my ride maybe. Oh, okay yeah it's kind of like if you wore it's a it's like smile direct club 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like the vene- the clear uh, kind of things that you pop in. Yeah. And then you pop them out if you were going to eat. So and then, then you you're just like eating. You just pop them out? Yeah. You don't pop the full teeth out. You just pop like the like retainer oh, over it. bit out. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. But yeah, the thing about braces was they were really painful. And you once you got braces within half a year of it, you were like, get me the fuck out of these things. But you had to wear them for like seven years. Not seven years, but like I did wear them for like three years oh, and I had to do the rubber bands and everything too. Oh. And it was like, oh God, just so many visits to Dr. Burko. You know, de- you know, braces kind of make sense for your general aura though. Like I would be like, yeah, brace guy. I can tell if somebody had braces or not. Like not, not looking at their teeth. I can tell by their aura. Okay. What? Uh, this feels like it's gonna be mean, but Paula, <laughs> what makes me a brace face? <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's like a certain level of like the way you carry yourself. In what way? Let's get into the specifics <laughs> of it. Confidence. You have the confidence of someone who uh, who knows that time and money and work has gone in to making sure you have a great smile. You're looking at me like you bullshit that, right? <laughs> See, I, I get it, though, because I have a feeling I feel this way about people who have never had to wear glasses. Mm-hmm. Like people who have never worn glasses have a very specific energy. Yes. And, versus, you know, yeah. and you know, they're like, yeah, no, just perfect eyes. And you also know because they bring it up within the first five minutes of talking to them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or they're like, oh, can I try your glasses? Because I've never had them. Yes. <laughs> People who have never had glasses love to try on glasses. Versus let's go to seventh grade Josh, who was sitting there and he was like, well, I've been in glasses since fourth grade. I'm about to get braces and I've got acne all up in this face. <laughs> I'm going to get contacts because I can't have all three. Yeah. I can't have all three. I I can't do the trifecta. Yeah. It's like. And there's nothing. There's nothing. We both wear glasses. We do. Um, There's nothing wrong with having those things. But at that age, you're like, I can't have all three. Yeah. I can't have all three. It feels like it feels like from a high school movie. Yeah. It just feels like I just I'm going to a new school. All the elementary schools are coming together in middle school. It's the summer. It's the August before seventh grade. Like, yeah, I haven't had lockers up to this point, but if I have all three of these things, I think I'm going to see a lot of the inside of my locker. (laughs) I am going to get bullied. (laughs) So the founder of our nation, George America. (laughs) Yes. Well, the United States of America, (laughs) We, we really do take the whole continent. Don't we? Yeah, because <laughs> like Mexico and and Canada, Canada are I can remember the country Canada. are also America. Yeah, but we're like we're kind of the United ones. Yeah, we're America. Yeah, so this is actually America. I guess you guys are also America. Yeah. But. Anyway, so George Washington got them wood teeth, huh? <laughs> oh. Right, like that's I don't know. I I I'm actually not sure if that's true or not, but. Every single part of my elementary school upbringing was like George Washington had wooden teeth. Um, so I, I, I did Google this and I did debunk it, but that doesn't mean I don't want to play in this space. Okay. But I, I do need to just let you know because we're gonna get a ton of comments about it. Um, many people believe they were made of wood, but they contained no wood. He had four sets of dentures made of other materials, though that let me tell you are even more batshit crazy. 
He had teeth made of hippopotamus ivory, brass, gold, and human teeth. Then there's like, <laughs> then there's like a, a little bit more facts about his dentures. But then there's this wild sentence on Wikipedia. It is possible he had a set made with real dog teeth. What? Yeah, so so we're all being like, wow, it's wild that George Washington had wooden teeth. That's not true. The fact is he wore them, he wore dog teeth. Yeah, and I'm also unnerved <laughs> by the idea of wearing other human teeth. You know what I mean? I have so many questions. So, Josh, at least human teeth, if you were talking to him, you'd be like, Okay, I recognize what's in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you imagine talking to the first president of the United States and he's wearing a he's wearing a full set of dog teeth? Dog teeth are spiky. Paula, Paula, <laughs> I, I I think I may have accidentally stumbled on something that is going to shake up every history book. And well, I don't have enough evidence yet to fully claim it, but it here we go. It doesn't matter, here it is. Um George Washington Thought, thought of himself as, a, in many ways, it was a new country. A lot of the trappings of him <laughs> being a president were very kingly, right? Sure, sure. There's a lot of research and evidence that he wore, like, big fur coats and, like... Really? Like, yeah, like, big, like, kingly kind of... Okay. Like, like, you know, the kind of things where it's, like, robes where it's got, like, the animal fur on them. He put dog teeth in his mouth... George Washington was a furry. <laughs> Our nation was founded. We're, we're for America. Yes, I love the this. United States of America. Good, good on George Washington. Yeah. Live your truth. Well, he, yeah, well, because he couldn't tell a lie. He couldn't tell a he lie. lie. So he lived his truth. I. <laughs> I'm having a terrible visual right now because now I think. For all intents and purposes, if you think about who would be really boring at a dinner party. Sure. I would say George Washington would be high on that list. For sure. Because he's he's just like, what, constantly talking about democracy. Like, watch some Netflix. <laughs> you know, like, like let's... And he's got, a, he's got a big Midwest accent. Yeah, it's just kind of like, ugh, I'm over this. Like, he's just always like, oh, uh, let me talk about, you know, the fundamental truth. Get out of here. You know, let's talk about something fun. Let me warn you about factionalism. Yeah, like, I don't think George Washington's, like, <laughs> making jokes. I don't think yeah. he's, like, telling anecdotes. I think he's going to be kind of a snooze fest. Um, but can you imagine? <laughs> right, because the fun founding father is Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but can you imagine that his famous, you know, there's always that thing of, like, who would you invite to a historical dinner party? Yeah, sure. Can you imagine sitting at a dinner party and there's George Washington? <laughs> And you turn to him and he smiles <laughs> with a mouth full of little sharp dog teeth. <laughs> I can't get over this terrible visual. That was the first president of our country. One nation under dog. <laughs> Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Um, and there's nobody, there's very few people who... Um, have so many bizarre little stories about them though as George Washington. Right. And and we just we just talk about them like we're fact. Like we're like, yeah, George Washington, mouth full of wooden teeth, not chopping down a cherry tree. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like Paula Skaggs. <laughs> her every one of her teeth was vitamins. 
<laughs> or like, like imagine having like weird, like one thing you did in your life leads to a story that for generations, an entire nation just accepts as fact. <laughs> like, like Josh Landon always wore his shoes on the wrong foot. <laughs> But what a great man. Uh, and but you would have to have like He some, taught us all the love again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's your like claim to American fame? <laughs> Teaching people to love again? No, because I don't even know I don't even know how to love. But I guess you know what? It's almost 2020. I'm saying it out in the universe. 2020, I'm gonna teach the world to love again. <laughs> With a mouthful of little dog teeth. <laughs> People do collect teeth, though, and wear them. Maybe not in their mouth, like our Georgie Dubs, but like. I'm sorry, I'm not over this because every dog that most of the dogs that my family had growing up were very small. Oh, gotcha. So, so I'm picturing. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying because I'm thinking of like you know a Rottweiler's teeth. That's too big. That's also, too big. I, and, and like Simon, like my family dog's teeth are so small that like, I can't imagine them in a human mouth. <laughs> well, the move, I don't know if it's out yet. It's coming out the like Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. There was a whole thing. They fixed the animation, but in the first yeah, but it trailer. Cost trillions of dollars to fix the animation. Yeah. In the first listeners, if you haven't seen it um, and want to be horrified, both by probably the quality of writing, but also the animation, uh, the original theatrical trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's coming out shortly or is already out. Sonic has human teeth. <laughs> and it's disarming. It's incredibly disgusting. This is definitely a thing we've stumbled upon. Teeth belong. Like, teeth only look normal if they're from the same type you of creature. You can't transfer s- teeth between species, is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Wow, what a close-minded thing to say in 2019. <laughs> No, but I get it. It's, Come at me. It, yeah, it definitely. Yes, it's a small thing that you wouldn't think would matter. <laughs> yes, because it, it doesn't a, happen. It makes <laughs> a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. It. I guess I'd consider myself socially and fiscally liberal, but pretty conservative when it comes to transferring teeth <laughs> between species. Yes, D- yes, or orthodontally <laughs> pretty conservative. <laughs> And that's the issue I vote on. Oh, yeah. You know, that's that's what I'm raising. <laughs> I'm kind of the... Um, you're the rent is too damn high <laughs> person, but you're for the tooth party. The teeth can't be in the Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, they changed it. Josh, do you remember when... Uh, and, and maybe they still are a thing, but those shark tooth necklaces. Oh, yeah. People were very into those. Well, yeah. Could- that was the mark of someone who family could afford to go on a tropical vacation yeah right that and the disney cruise cornrows on oh, white people oh god oh <laughs> god yes that was the sign that someone had gone on a trip over a christmas vacation yeah they went over christmas vacation and like you know they uh, they came back just so tan L- aggressively tan aggressively tan aggressively and tan. they've got cornrows terrible tight cornrows yeah yeah and like, and they would wear those for as long as possible. As long as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And they like always did gymnastics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They always did gymnastics. And I remember kind of the big scandal. Uh, uh, two of the um, very popular girls from my grade went on a cruise together over Christmas. Okay. Came back with very tight cornrows, very very tan, and um, pens that if you flipped them upside down, 
it kind of like dissolved to show a naked man. So the clothes were made of, I don't know, magnet material. And then you flip it upside down and be a naked man. And I remember those pens getting passed around and everyone being like, oh my God. And then I I did it and I like almost cried. Like I was like, I I have to tell an adult. (laughs) What a narc. (laughs) I felt so guilty. I was plagued by guilt. Well, it is... Those kinds of moments mm-hmm. where it's like the first time you like, especially with like nudity or like the first time you hear about friends who had sex. Oh, God. It's like a weird. It's a really weird moment. And I remember it very viscerally my reaction to it just being like I was almost like angry. Yeah. At the time, it's like this weird like. In the same way that a two-year-old doesn't know how to express their emotions, so they just scream and yell, yeah. and they're angry, yeah. and it comes out as anger, but it's more just small person, big idea. Yeah. Um, you think you're past that when you're like, you know, whatever age that is, but you're not, and you have that same like, like you're disgusted but intrigued, and like you're no, it's a, like in the moment, it's like gets seared into your brain as a like watershed moment of yeah. like this happened and this is going to stick with me. And it didn't even happen to me. Yeah. It didn't even happen to me. Well, it's kind of that like, uh, it, there's like a moment where you're like, oh, rules can be broken. Yeah. Like I remember like hearing people swear and me, and me being like, oh my God, <laughs> I guess we're doing this now. Yeah, right. Well, it, I guess we're doing this now is the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. It's like someone else is driving this car we call life. Yeah. <laughs> and like wow 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 and and they're like 12 or 15 or whatever yeah. and like and you're hanging on for dear life you're like i guess we're doing this now yeah and you have to like you have to kind of like go along with it knowing full well you're going home to play with your barbies right yeah. you know what i mean like i definitely was like secretly uh, secretly having to pretend like I was very old. No, oh, yeah, totally. I was like, all I want to be doing right now is reading my Dungeons and Dragons books. Yeah, like you I know? hate, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. But when you went through your surfer girl phase, did you have a shark tooth necklace? Uh, yes. Yeah, so thank you for bringing that up. You know, I love to famously talk about my surfer girl face. <laughs> um, for listeners who did not know, uh, there was a full year of my life in rural Minnesota where I thought it was a surfer girl. Uh, so I just wore Hawaiian t-shirts and subscribed to Surf Girl magazine, despite mm-hmm. never being on a surfboard, never being on a beach. Um, so I didn't wear a shark tooth necklace. I did wear a lot of puka shell necklaces. I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. So I wore a lot of the puka teeth of the shell, sea, the teeth of the sea. And uh, what was the other kind that were like, um, they were like tan, but they were bigger. Do you know what I mean? No. It was a, it was a, it was a variation of a puka shell necklace. Sure. sure. Uh, so was, was still wearing a lot of shells. Got it. Did you ever wear a tooth necklace? No, but I was always jealous of the swoopy haired boys who would wear them. Yeah. You had to have a real specific attitude to wear it. Cause you had to kind of be like, I dominated this shark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of a shark myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're all the friggin' minnows and I'm the shark. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> the swoopy hair in his Abercrombie sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh, what uh, what are other animals uh, that animal parts that you could put on a necklace? <laughs> <laughs> the bones of my enemies. Because <laughs> you can't just wear like a full antler. Yeah, I guess you couldn't. Um, 
And I feel bad for this shark. King of the sea. Well, they can grow them back. They know they're losing them. Sharks grow teeth back? Yeah. What? That's what makes them terrifying killers is that they get, they have teeth. (laughs) They have teeth. They lose teeth on a regular basis and they just grow back. Now I'm just picturing George Washington with a mouthful of shark teeth. Oh no, Josh! Josh, no! It's action acting. Boop, boop. When you started making that sound, I I was like gonna do this whole bit, but uh, Tallulah the cat is sleeping on a pillow next to Josh because she's in love with him, and her head shot up so fast that it looked like she was like, "The cops are here for me." Yeah, she's staring at me now, like, "Don't you fuck this up for me?" Not just when I was getting comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I worked hard to make this life. I'll bring you down. Anyway, this is Action Acton, a segment where we read the police log from my hometown, Acton, Massachusetts, where things happen there like at 4.10 p.m., a suspicious email was reported on Great Road. Sorry, a suspicious email? Yeah. Now, I know that it was it was they received like a weird spam or something. Yeah. yeah but I do picture them finding a printout of an email on the ground. <laughs> be yeah, like, yeah. where the hell is this from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So this week, mm-hmm. we're going to look into a couple of happenings yep. that happened on the side of the road. Chomp, chomp. We're going to call them roadside attractions. This one's on a Friday at 12.04 p.m., a female party dancing on the side of the road with a sign was reported on Great Road. The female party refused to identify herself. She was on the sidewalk and would stay on the sidewalk. Both cars were clear. Okay, this is so much to unpack. What was the sign? That was exactly my question. Well, I can tell you exactly what happened here. What happened? Ghost. <laughs> ghost sign identifying her as a ghost. Ah, it's part of her community service. Sure. Her she unfinished, has to let people her, know. Her unfinished business is ghost awareness. <laughs> or it's just spinning a sign for like the the local like car wash. She's like, I was supposed to come into work that day, but then My I was killed. My unfinished business is I got to tell people about these low, low prices. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I got to move these mattresses before I can move to the grid beyond. So, so I have a question for you. Sure. Let's imagine that this is a corporeal being. Right. And Wh- I know what corporeal means. I for sure know what it yeah. means. But pretend I don't know what it means. Yeah. So like actually exists within the world Got and is physical. It. Sure. And I I can't stress enough how much I knew that. Yeah. But the Ernie's and Bert's at home. Sure. Might. And I just wanted to see what you thought it meant sure and it turns out we thought it meant the same thing yeah and you were just testing me is I what was, it was it was a test and you passed good job. thank you good job. Um, and i would also say not related to being corporate no and i didn't think that <laughs> not a, no why would you <laughs> no i didn't because sometimes words sound like other words but have different roots and you weren't going to be tricked by that and i was <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> thinking it was something else so Uh, the game is mm -hmm. a what do you think this sign says and remember she wouldn't identify herself so So, the sign is not like i'm maggie (laughs) also that would be a bad shit sign (laughs) 
So that's the first question. Kay. And the second part of the game is, if you were this person, what would your sign say? And remember, you are dancing. Ooh, you are okay. dancing. Okay, well, uh, let's use our context clues for a second. Yeah. So it probably wasn't an advertisement. Because if it was an ad... That's a wild move for somebody to call the police on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> like sometimes you see people holding ads. Yeah, and like spinning signs and like that's a job that people will do. Sure, sure. It's not like I saw an inflatable tube man waving around on the side of the road. Someone needs to check this out. Who is that? Yeah. Uh, so it must have been something kind of specific. Yeah. Perhaps a protest of some sort. Sure. A singular person. A singular a protest. Pro- so it, okay. So a protest for something that no one else is interested in. So some kind of controversial protest. Yeah. So something like, um, you know, maybe like Subway sandwiches, pretty good. <laughs> I was going to say I like Arby's. Yeah. Would, and there's none in this town. <laughs> Open what, an Arby's, you what, coward. Yeah, what I was going to say is maybe they were outside dancing and it just says go fund me. <laughs> <laughs> no link. Yeah, no link. Cuz that would be identifying ourselves. Yeah, right, exactly. It's just awareness. Yeah. What would your sign say? Well, if 2020 is the year of Josh teaching the world to love again. <laughs> it just says love again. Love again. And it's just me dancing there. Well, uh, well, um, <clears throat> well there's a boom box just playing like, this will be an everlasting love affair. <laughs> and so this is kind of the movie. And then, <laughs> okay, that was also in a Jimmy Fallon movie, Taxi. No. Um, so, so this person then is your nemesis. This is the the, the bringer of hatred. Yes, <laughs> that exactly. Saw it. it was like he's gonna convince too many people. Yeah. shut it down. Yeah, I've lost all love. <laughs> but then at the end of this Hallmark movie, we end up together. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cute. Yeah, that's really sweet. One thing I think is like the magical thing with Steve is we have, it is the only part of our human body that when it falls out, we can profit from it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like when like somebody's like losing their hair, it's not like they get paid like five bucks a strand. Yeah. Well, I guess wigs kind of, but like you got, you pay for the wig. The wig doesn't pay for you. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I, I've never, it's not like someone is trying to harvest my face oils. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like, I will pay you for. Like, could guess, you just, sir? Could you just sneeze into this bag for a little while? No, that is a lie because people, um, people sell their plasma. True, but it's not a fairy that takes it, and it's not naturally occurring. <laughs> That's true. You have to do an invasive procedure versus it's like calcium fallout of face. <laughs> Money, please. <laughs> uh, we're talking, of course, friends, about um the tooth fairy. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, from a, I want to talk about the business perspective Would of love. the Tooth Fairy. Would love. That's how you make a market yeah. out of something that a naturally occurring thing. That is the kind of entrepreneurship that Shark Tank, the sharks in Shark Tank love to see. Yeah. Well, because like there's a real market need because like what are you going to do with these teeth? Yeah. Here's my question. What does the Tooth Fairy do with the teeth? The hell is she doing with all those teeth? Yeah. Is well, it there j- is a rock movie about this. Okay. But let's pretend like that doesn't exist. Yeah. So a couple of things. Sure. One of them, maybe she just likes collecting them. 
And you know I respect I mean? that. Like big collector. But then my question is, where does she have the capital to do this? <laughs> like, yeah. where is she getting the money to be able to just collect this as a hobby? So it really needs to be like, it's. I think it's more of a supply chain thing, right? It definitely. Those teeth are going somewhere else. Yeah. And we're making a tiny profit. You know, at, at max, when she slips, how much did you make per tooth? No more than a dollar. It was like maybe like a quarter, but like maybe a dollar per tooth, something okay. like that. So, so people are getting paid. I would say what a, a quarter to ten bucks for a tooth. Ten bucks. I've got I've got ten dollars for the front tooth. Wow, that was a big day. I lost four teeth in one day. Oh, what? Like naturally, I had four teeth fall out at the same time. You didn't like slam and into I the ground. Looked like a little freak. <laughs> um, no, no, no. So, so if you're making, she's giving you what seven percent of what she makes. She's racking in over a hundred dollars a tooth for whatever these are going to. Oh yeah, for That's sure. That's business. Yeah, for sure. She's not an idiot. Yeah, no. So, a couple, a couple thoughts here. Sure. So, I would I'm fired think. Up. I would think. My first <laughs> reaction is she eats the teeth. <laughs> that That's the her tooth, food. The tooth fairy is paying. It's like grocery shopping, and she's just needs teeth. And she eats the teeth. And I've always pictured the Tooth Fairy as being very ethereal, very beautiful, you know, like long gown, like big wings. But if it's, if she's eating the teeth. And she's tiny. She's just like unhinges her jaw and just like. Yeah, she's terrifying looking. There's no creature that is eating thousands of teeth a day. That's going to be cute. Yeah. The other thing that it could be Mm -hmm. is. She's selling the teeth in some way. So I don't know if she's selling the individual teeth or she's grinding them up. And fairy dust is just teeth. Fairy dust could be teeth. It could be kind of a goop situation, you know, where she runs a lifestyle blog. Uh And she's kind of cornered the market. And she has these kind of followers in fantasy world. Or Uh, the real world. What if she runs lush? I guess maybe she's lush. <laughs> you like all the sparkly and she's bits? like, it's kind of a miracle product. It's really going to like keep you young. It's really going to like make your pores smaller. But it's like, it's ground up children teeth. Yeah. yeah. Either way, what a business model. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd think that she would be, you'd think that she would be paying by weight, right? Yeah. Like everything else like this where it's a commodity, like you're not just like, like even produce, you pay by weight. Sure, you don't pay by tooth. Like, and not all teeth are created equal. Well, not a, that's exactly it. Now, I think you should get more for your front teeth. I think she should be paying more for the very visible teeth. A tooth in the back, who cares about a molar? Sure, who sure, cares? but maybe the molars are the more delicious ones. <laughs> maybe those are those sweet, sweet. Yeah, but the front teeth are going to be kind of flashy, right? But maybe when she's eating the teeth, <laughs> she really loves those molars. <laughs> but then the question is, this is one fairy. And of course, she's not doing the same amount of work as, say, a Santa Claus. Sure. That's going to all houses in one night. Yep. But still, she has to be covering a lot of ground. Yeah. Can we do a little bit of math here? Yeah. Is there, uh, would you mind Googling if, uh, how many... How many teeth in world? No, (laughs) but like, how many, I wonder if there's a stat on how many teeth are lost by kids every year or something like that. Like, how many teeth a child loses every year? Wow. I'm about to have some real messed up ads, <laughs> real messed up targeted ads. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can tell you that uh, at birth, people have 20 baby teeth that okay. start to come in, parentheses, erupt, 
at about six months of age. Gross. People, so the, the most frequently asked question, though, is how many teeth should a seven-year-old lose? To which the answer is between the age of six and 12, your child will lose all 20 of their baby teeth. Okay. So six to 12, right? That's six years. Mm-hmm. 20 teeth. Yeah. So per year, that's what? Like uh, like a little over three. Let's just say three and be conservative. How many kids are in the world? A uh, billion. Yeah. So that's right? three billion teeth per year. A lot of teeth. That's a lot of teeth. Okay. So she's franchising this out. Yeah, she's got to, right? She's got to, because if she's collecting all these teeth, she's doing whatever the next step in this chain of supply is, whether she's popping them in her mouth or grinding them up and selling them or, you know, whatever. You know, Maybe fairies wear a human tooth around their neck the way that sharks. The way that humans wear sharks? Yeah. Um, she's franchising this Maybe she's this just out. snorting the stuff. Just snorting it. It's just drugs. <laughs> um, so that is... She has to have people working for her. Yeah. She has to have a franchise kind of thing going on, similar to a Cold Stone Creamery. Also, the only other franchise. Also, even if she was shelling out a billion, like shelling out $1 per tooth, just to make the math easy, that means she needs to be $3 billion liquid per per year. Wow. She is, she is. At like Jeff Bezos level. <laughs> the tooth fairy is rich as hell. <laughs> the, the tooth fairy is a billionaire. And <laughs> is like. The tooth fairy needs to be paying taxes. Right. The Look, tooth, I'm going to come out and say it. The tooth fairy is not paying taxes. The tooth fairy is. The, the tooth fairy is building her brand on the backs of hardworking Americans and our American infrastructure. Yes. She needs to be paying taxes on these. Yeah. She'll take the teeth from these children, but she won't pay for their lunches. That's wild to me. Yeah. That's wild. She owes more to society. <laughs> she does. Now, I what is what I'm wondering right now is do other countries have a tooth fairy? Because like we know that other countries That's have a tooth fairy. <laughs> we know that other countries have a Santa Claus or like a, a similar version of a Santa Claus. But the tooth fairy is Josh, picture this. Close your eyes. Open your eyes. Can you imagine explaining to somebody who has no grasp of the tooth fairy what exactly it is? Um, I can because on on the aptly named website, Mental Floss, I found an article um, entitled... Seven tooth fairy traditions around the world. Okay, so there are other societies. So the seven here that they have, mm-hmm. um, the United States and beyond is the tooth fairy, typically employed in a relatively simple transaction that sounds bizarre when explained to the uninitiated. In order to erase the trauma of losing baby teeth, American kids are paid off for their toothers. Um, the going rate in 2017... Was five seventy per tooth? Josh, we should be ripping our teeth out of our head. Um, this is specifically for my parents, but I know inflation is a thing. But I, 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 I need some of that back. I'm worried that you got ripped off. I'm worried I got ripped <laughs> off too. In some Asian countries, historically, kids who lose teeth from their lower jaw will throw their teeth onto their roof, while upper jaw teeth go on the floor or even under it. The idea is that the new tooth will be pulled towards the old tooth. Huh. Um, That's kind of fun, throwing teeth. I would love to throw oh, some when teeth. Oh, you, if you're yelling it, you uh, yell out a wish. Oh, okay. That's cute. Yeah. That's cute. So you could get a billion dollars a tooth. 
in one of Spain and also in other countries like Mexico, Peru, Chile, um, you have Ratoncito Perez or Raton Perez or Perez Mouse or El Raton de los Dientes, who is just El what he sounds like, a mouse who collects teeth. Okay, that makes more sense. I think a mouse has more use for teeth than a fairy uh-huh. does. So they take the teeth and they replace it with a gift. In Iraq, Jordan, and Egypt, uh, you toss your teeth up towards the sky, which may date back to the 13th century. South Africa, they turn their baby teeth into slippers, and there's nothing more here. Sorry, can you just read that entry for me? Yeah, yeah, South Africans don't use pillows as tooth holsters. Instead, their baby... Oh, sorry. Their baby teeth go into their slippers. They don't make them into slippers. <laughs> sorry. Instead like, of putting it in. This will be a comfortable slipper. Sorry. That is my fault, America. So they're, instead of going under your pillow, they're going into your the slipper. slipper. Okay. France. Glamorous kids wearing slippers around. Uh, they abandoned French kids, abandoned their teeth to their very own mouse. La bonne petite souris. Oh, my goodness. My heart. Um, they replace them with cash or sweets. Okay. And then in Mongolia, mm-hmm. throughout se- Central Asia, it's traditional to put the tooth into some fat and feed it to a dog. Don't try this at home. This is done because they want the grown-up tooth to be as strong as the dog's teeth. If there's no dog, bury it by a tree so that the new tooth has strong roots. Okay, well, that's that explains some things about society. George Washington. George Washington. <laughs> George Washington. George Washington fed his teeth to a dog. And, and then grew- took those dog's teeth. Took those dog's teeth for his own. <laughs> Um, that is so precious and so earnest that in every society, it sees um, the majority of societies around the world, like there's a thing that happens with children's teeth. Like independently, countries were like, well, we have to do something with this tooth. Yeah. They, they, they have to get a present in exchange for yeah. this. Otherwise, this child's going to cry forever <laughs> and be terrified that other parts of their body are going to fall out of their body. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us. that's going to do it for us. As always, thank you so much for listening for another week. Before we go, we are going to do our signature segment, Earnest Moment of the Week. We have some good ones this week. We do. Um, So we have a very wonderful uh, Earnest Moment of the Week from our friend Kennedy, who sent us. Hi, Kennedy. Hi, Kennedy. Who sent us this adorable, earnest comment on a um, Bon Appetit cooking video, which you know we love. So this comment somebody wrote says, Sorry I'm not a sports person and didn't know who DeAndre Jordan was before this video started, but now so grateful to be back-to-back producers for finally finding someone who didn't think their job on a cooking show was to be funny and sassy, pitching out stupid one-liners. Instead, Mr. Jordan was wonderfully focused, warm, gently humorous, in sync, interested, impressed with the knowledge he was gaining. I could go on. Great guest. Hope to see him again. And I'm a carnivore. (laughs) I like the idea of uh, maybe that's a reference to the video. (laughs) I hope it's not. (laughs) It's just like, I loved this big basketball man. Also, I'm a carnivore. <laughs> also, if anyone's keeping track. But also, uh, I mean, I don't want to get too into the weeds. It's such an earnest, wonderful moment. The carnivore only eats meat. Yeah. An omnivore is both. Yeah. I took dinosaur class. <laughs> is that <laughs> so what I they teach you up in Alaska? Like, I only eat steak. Yeah. Um, that's such a sweet. I love when you see nice comments on things because so often comments are terrible (laughs) thank you kennedy thanks for sending that kennedy this earnest moment of the week comes from wendy 
who is also my mom. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> she said, I wanted to make this turkey recipe from Food and Wine magazine, but I was confused by the instructions and the length of time it took because it seemed like it was too short. So I had to track it down. Uh, I tracked down the chef at Food and Wine magazine via email and wrote to him. <laughs> he wrote oh. back to me right away, clarifying the instruction, telling me that he hoped I, it came out well and that I had a very good Thanksgiving. I was really excited that he responded. After Thanksgiving, I sent him a picture of the turkey and told him it was a big hit. And he said, he brought, he wrote right back to me saying, just perfect. Oh, so, I love that. So thank you, Justin Chapel from Food and Wine Magazine. You made my mother very happy. <laughs> That's so cute. Also, side note, great turkey recipe. It includes like clementines. It was super Ooh, good. Okay. It was very delicious. Okay. Everyone should look it up. That's very darling. Yes. I love that. I, I love that. Yeah. My mom refers to him as her friend at Food and Wine Magazine. Yes! (laughs) Thank you, as always, to Ryan Cruz for our logo. She's at RBCruiser on Instagram. Great follow. And uh, thank you to Dylan Dutch. He's at Dylan Dutch on on Twitter. Uh, Great follow as well. He just released a single, didn't he? Yes, he did. And it's wonderful. Yeah, it's a dance tune. You have to listen. Yes. It's great. He's everything. Everything Dylan touches is, is joyful and wonderful. Also, if you're listening, I know that we pester you all the time, but uh, it would it would really, really, really be a huge help for Josh and I as our little baby podcast grows into a little bit bigger baby podcast. Uh, if you could take a second to just pop a review into uh, the old Apple podcasts, um, it helps with something with the algorithm. I don't know. But either way, it's helpful. Yeah, definitely. We're on social media at being earnest pod at being earnest pod uh, at gmail.com is another place you can get us being earnest pod.com. Uh, it it, we're all over. We're all over. And if you wouldn't mind in this season of giving, you know, giving us a little shout to someone, if you think someone might be a good, uh, might like the podcast, we've put out a couple posts. I think right before Thanksgiving, we put one out with good episodes for new listeners. Yeah. So, so we'll reshare that to again share. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just wanted to, in this season, thank you all for all of your support. And we're super excited to go into 2020 and spread the love. <laughs> and until next week, George Washington had dog teeth. <laughs> George Washington had dog teeth. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>